0: Uh, I'm sorry, Ulysses. They say there's no crying in baseball, but I'm sure Rays fans are crying right now because they got swept as they're battling for position in a wildcard race. And this was a kind of a stressful one. I mean, the Rays were leading, and then the Astros came back, and Kyle Tucker did what Kyle Tucker does. He hits a home run to put the Astros ahead. And then Martin Malinado, what did he do? We'll talk about this and more on this crossover edition of the Locked On Astros podcast and Locked On Rays podcast. I think that's your team. That starts now. Hello
1: and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts,
0: Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. And you, let's just go ahead and do your intro.
1: Well, my name is Ulysses Zambrano. I am the host of the Locked on Rays podcast. You can find us on any podcast platform, but of course, we really do want you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're not as big so far uh, as the Locked on Astros YouTube channel, but we're heading there. We're little by little. So make sure to check us out at YouTube and uh, subscribe.
0: All right. Speaking of that, make us your first listen on YouTube. Just go ahead and go search Locked on Astros, Locked on Rays, and just go ahead and press that little red button that says subscribe and go and give us a like while you're at it. And go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts just make us your first listen. It doesn't take a lot. Just go and listen to us every day and uh, just make it part of your routine. So, and uh, we actually have one guy that actually listens to both of our shows. He's like our biggest fans. And so that's pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, I didn't expect the series going the way it did. I expected that to be a little bit more of a uh, battle, I, I guess I should say, from the Rays. I know the Rays has struggled a little bit offensively all year they've kind of relied more on the pitching kind of how how the astros have done they've kind of relied more on preventing the runs versus scoring the runs but i get know late recently they've kind of been scoring a little bit more but uh are you a little bit shocked with how the series transpired
1: yeah definitely i mean this is definitely not the the, the way that the race fans thought that it could go we we thought the first game would be the toughest one because you, the Astros were looking to clinch and obviously coming in with that intensity and that energy uh they you know teams want to get that done and over with and then so, so we thought okay there's going to be a hangover literally and figuratively day 2 uh and then uh day 3 but uh it, it wasn't it wasn't to be and now it wasn't to be because game 2 was missing around 3 to 4 big guys in the lineup. Uh, I know, you know, big guys in the lineup might might sound funny to some other teams that are a little bit more offensively driven than the Rays are, but when you're missing a guy like Yandy Diaz and Randy Orozarena, th- that, that does give you a, a, a little bit of a less offensive output for the second game. And now the third game, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but all I saw was Tampa. I saw McCullers, okay? That's a Tampa <laughs> boy, and I saw Tucker. That's a Tampa boy, so I know he doesn't go in the W column, but Tampa definitely showed up today uh, in St. Pete. Uh, people forget about that, but no, it, it definitely did not go the way that Rays fans wanted to. In fact, Eric, the, the Rays are kind of going through a lull right now. They're, they're in their last thirteen games, they're four and nine. They haven't been swept at home since April of twenty nineteen. So if this, what the Astros fans saw is definitely an aberration and an outlier. So if they think that that's who the Rays are, they're kind of getting it wrong. But you play the games. That's what happened. you got to move on. And then I think we see the Astros in about eight days uh, or so in Minute Maid Park, if I'm correct, maybe less than that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think we uh, it, second last series with y'all with the Rays, I believe is how we close out the season. I'll look at the schedule in a little bit, but yeah, the Astros held the Rays for what, 26 scoreless innings and uh, McCullers hold, held them scoreless for six innings. It was the seventh inning where they scored the run, uh, the two runs, I believe. Uh, so overall, um, I think that the Astros pitching just kind of held down the just kind of held the raise down. And I know that you, you trotted out two of your best pitchers in the first two games and the Astros just kind of make them look like any other people. Um, And was that, I'm sure that kind of shocked a lot of people and McClanahan, what have y'all you heard about him?
1: Yeah. McClanahan was making his second start uh, coming from the IL. The first one was in Toronto and he did okay. Five innings, kind of a short limited pitch count um he i think missed three starts early september late august uh because um you know they 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 didn't think that he would miss too much time i mean there was talk that he could miss the rest of the season but obviously he just missed three starts this was his second one and you're right um you know the, the his pitches were getting weighted on by the astros hitters they 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 really saw the ball really well from him but Again, this was the most he got hit since basically his uh, debut in 2020 when he made his major league debut in the playoffs. So this, this, this guy, uh, I know, again, I'll say this again. If you're an Astros fan and you see this race team, you're creating a, a different picture of what this team is. I mean, McClanahan is a top three Cy Young guy. He had a bad day. He did. In fact, he had to, take, he had to be taken out because apparently he had a, a little bit of a trouble with his um, neck. A neck. Uh, the, yeah, the neck issue, uh, which is a new thing. But apparently, uh, he said he's okay. And then he's gonna make you know his his following starts. So we'll see. We'll see about that. But definitely an underwhelming offensive output. I mean, when you get shut out for two games plus, not great. Um, but I think it's just an outlier. It's just a Uh, a bad stretch the Rays are in again, four and nine in their last 13. Hopefully they can pick it up uh, because it's not like the playoffs are going anywhere. A lot of bad things would have to happen to the Rays and a lot of really good things would have to happen in Baltimore for any of this to even matter.
0: So Ulysses, you're saying that the Rays are this great team that take a Astros minor leaguer and make him their um, starting center fielder, that's the team you're talking about. Is that what you're talking about?
1: <laughs> that was pretty sweet. Did you see that play? That was that was pretty nice, uh, Jose Siri. I he has been fantastic. Here. I mean, uh, honestly, thank you for that guy. He, I I, I, I gotta thank you also for 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 letting Brooks really go, maybe not for tonight, but he's been pretty effective in 2022. Uh, but yeah, Jose Siri, man, what I mean. He's a specimen. I mean, he is fast. He is, His baseball IQ is through the roof. He's actually started hitting. I think he hit it like 180 with the Astros. He's actually hitting 260 and above with the race. There is something that can be unlocked with Jose. And I think it's just playing time and giving him that confidence of, hey, we know what you can do. This is a team where you can just go out and play. And I don't know if the Astros, you could probably tell me better, uh, if the Astros didn't have the confidence in Jose Siri to do those things, or was he just completely blocked and there was no way that you could actually infiltrate him into a, in the, into the starting lineup?
0: Yeah, and I think the Astros just had—they um, just had their their options, and there's just no uh, way that he was going to play here. I think he had his chance, and unfortunately, he just didn't really have the opportunity. And I think that maybe um, something sometimes some some guys just maybe need to try out Nugenics. And let's go and talk a little bit about Nugenics.
1: That is true, Eric. That's a great transition because NewGenics is definitely something. That people are, are, are talking about and we got to tell them, okay, so sometimes you need to um, get a little bit of maybe more testosterone than maybe you're thinking. Maybe you're thinking, okay, well, maybe I need a little bit more confidence. Maybe I need a little bit of something that can get me through the day. Maybe I'm not really as, you know. As tough as I was, as confident as I was, and eugenics can actually do help you feel that way, okay? You can have more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging by doing eugenics. Eugenics Total T contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. So, because Nugenix Total T boosts free testosterone for the aging process that it robs you, you will feel stronger, you will feel leaner, and you will have more energy and drive and more passion too. And your partner will notice the difference. Now, you can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total T when you text MLB to 231231. 231. Text now when you get a bottle of Nugenix Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text MLB to 231-231. I'll say it again. Text MLB to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at newgenixcom terms.
0: All right. So I know that a lot of the Astros fans want to kind of talk about this. Um, I have a bone to pick for uh, with you. Jose uh, Altuve um, got hit on the elbow, left elbow that w- caused him to eventually leave the game with left elbow discomfort. This is what hmm. the Astros tend to do. They just say left elbow discomfort and he's day to day. So I know he was in the dugout talking to Alvarez in the ninth inning. Uh, this is, something that hopefully is really just day-to-day. I I don't I haven't exactly seen what Dusty Baker said about it after the game. If somebody saw it in the chat, go ahead and tell me what they said in chat. Yeah. But hopefully this is day-to-day, something that's not major because uh, Jose Altuve is the key to the Astros lineup. We've seen him hit the leadoff home runs. We see him stealing bases. We just see him being an all-round type of guy but um looking as a possible opponent in the playoffs at some point um for the Rays, i know we faced each other several times yeah. which bat are you m- the most scared of in this astros lineup
1: well let's talk first about Altuve. obviously uh yeah discomfort hopefully it is discomfort uh unlocked on Rays. obviously you know that i, I that i was born in venezuela i grew up in venezuela so i do have my venezuelan bump for any guy that is from Venezuela. So Jose Altuve is admired, of course. And and so he gets the Venezuelan bump for me. Uh, I hope he is okay. Um, He, I think is a one home run away from tying George Springer's leadoff home runs in a season by an Astros hitter. So that's pretty impressive. Hopefully he's he's okay. And he can um, get back soon on the field. Uh, We need the best players on the, on the field for MLB to grow. And he's definitely a part of that. So, when you say hitters that i'm afraid of Jose Altuve he, you know 5556 five, that doesn't matter that's why baseball is so cool because you can guy i can have a guy like Judge who is just a different alien specimen and he's doing the things that he's doing and then you can have Altuve and he <laughs> is just doing the things that he's doing that's why baseball is the coolest sport because you can have very different people and do the same sport so Jose Altuve obviously would be one of them but If I am looking at that lineup, I got to say Bregman because I think he's having a renaissance season, not a renaissance season perhaps because I think 2019 was his best year, um, you know, going for that MVP with Trout. But there's something about a guy who has the work ethic that Bregman does and then kind of having a a slumpish 2021. in a way that he gets back on the horse and says, you know what, I'm better than this. I mean, if I can do what my ceiling says it is, I could potentially be in the hall of very good. And if I keep doing better, I could possibly even push the envelope and get even better. So Bregman and Altuve are are those guys. But of course, I mean, that you can't. It's silly to me to say those two guys without saying Jordan Alvarez, but I'll say Jordan Alvarez because I know you're 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 licking your chops every time he go, comes to the plate. I mean, he's he's another specimen, just like Aaron Judge. I mean, the the bombs he hits, there are places where he puts baseballs in the stands that uh, you don't think should be seen on a television broadcast.
0: All right, so there's actually no post, uh, post-game update on Jose Altuve. Dusty Baker said that uh, his elbow was sore. He was already going to get the day off tomorrow uh, versus the Orioles, so um – that kind of works out for him. So we'll probably get some type of update tomorrow. I, but I think it's probably just something that maybe it's just a bruise or something like that. Yeah. Hopefully it's nothing major, but we'll see tomorrow because the Astros are very secretive about this type of stuff, but at least he was smiling after the game and talking to Alvarez. So that's something that's kind of good. So uh, going to, uh, to kind of further expand on this, if you are the Rays, the Blue Jays, the Mariners, any team that's looking to get into the wild card picture. Right. Are you happy about having go through the Houston Astros?
1: No, that's definitely the 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 buzz saw right now. I mean, they have proven that they are the best team in the American League. And so throughout a 162 game season, they they're showing up I mean, offensively, defensively. I don't know what has surprised Astros fans the most. Um, so, but, you know, so maybe we can see it on the chat. You know, if if it's been the offense or if it's been the the um, the pitching that that has surprised Astros fans the most. But it's just a tank. Is I mean every every time somebody comes up and you don't even need to use the bench. I mean my goodness. I mean that's why Jose Siri wasn't getting any at bats because you don't need the guys on the bench. It's crazy. Uh, so no, they're definitely the 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 team to beat in the AL. So there is some conspiracy uh, theories, of course, because it's 2022. Is it better to not hot ha- to not have home field advantage? and be the top wild card spot and be the last one and then face an AL central team instead of facing a Blue Jays team instead of face, uh, uh, facing a Seattle Mariners team. I mean, Eric, I'll 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 pose you the question. Who would you think is an easier uh route to the to the ALDS? Is it the Mariners? Is it the Jays? Or is it the Guardians?
0: I would say the Guardians honestly.
1: Right. So, so then they're that that conspiracy theory. Of course, players are not trying to legitimately they're not get to lose, right? Yeah. Or, or losing. They're, that's that's not who they are. They're professionals and they want to win every single game. But there is something to the effect of resting guys, maybe taking McClanahan out in the fifth. You know, things like not putting out your ultimate, your, your best lineup out there because you're giving extra rests to guys. So, I mean, in all honesty, I don't like that conspiracy theory because you know if you start, you know, you don't want to jinx yourself too much.
0: Hey, Rob Manfred, <laughs> um, I, I've got a, I got a report for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Manfred, Manfred is uh, is uh, listening right now. Uh, uh, chime in on the chat, Rob. But no, really, <laughs> it, it's 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 very intriguing what's happening with the AL wild card. I, I don't think anybody really uh, thinks, you know. That the Astros aren't the best AL team. Now, I've 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 polished enough good things about the Astros, but I will say this, and the Astros fans on the chat could get upset right now, but a 162 game season is not the same as the playoffs, folks. Right. Anything can happen in a three, five, seven game series. The best team in a 162 game season does not make you the best team in the playoffs. If so, we wouldn't have the playoffs. And every time the team with the best record would always win the World Series. Check the last year's. I mean, the Nationals? No. Uh, last year, the Braves weren't even over 500 until August. So, yes, the Astros are a really good 162 game team. Right. Can they still do that in a three, five, seven game series?
0: Well, ask the 2020 uh, Dodgers um, how good they were. So.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, so going back to your what has surprised me about the Houston Astros, I'll give you two things. Mm-hmm. Two things. The Astros bullpen has been great this year. I mean, I, I expected the rotation to be good. I don't think I expected to be as good as, as, as it's been. But the bullpen, I think, has surprised everybody. It's one of the best in baseball. And um, that's the reason why the Astros have the record they have. The other thing that surprised me is, is that the offense has been good, but it hasn't been 2019 good. It hasn't been 2017 good. It just hasn't been as good as we've seen this offense been be in the past just because the fact that uh, you have, you have Alvarez, except for in August, he's been pretty hot all season. Then you'd have certain guys struggling at certain points. At no point have you seen the whole team hitting at the same point, except for pretty much right now. You see, pretty much everybody hitting right point. So, I would say my two surprises are the bullpen being as effective as they are, and the offense just not just being as inconsistent as as they have been, and not hitting with runners in scoring position.
1: Could could it? Maybe this is too obvious. Obviously, Springer being lost, Correa being lost. But at, from a third-party perspective, I've heard really nice things about Jerry, Jeremy Pena. So could you say that Carlos Correa is actually being missed with Jeremy Pena's production? Or Carlos Correa is being missed and Jeremy Pena is nice, but Correa just gives you more?
0: Right. Yeah, Carlos Correa, um, even though he struggled at the beginning of the season, he still has a higher war More home runs, higher OPS, higher everything than Pena. Pena just costs you pennies on a dollar to Carlos Correa. And the fact that the Astros didn't sign Carlos Correa, they're able to offer the extension to Alvarez. They'll potentially offer that extension to Tucker this offseason. So I think the Astros are going to be able to take that money that they could offer to Correa and offer it to three other players, honestly. So,
1: ah, so, so the race thinking of pinching pennies somehow made its way to Astros. I see what you're doing, Eric. I see. It's it's going around the league.
0: Yeah, but that's if James Click is back. There's also a rumor coming back that um, Dusty Baker wants to come back, and him and Click aren't seeing eye to eye, and so huh. one of them has to go. So we'll see what happens because both of them are not on deals for next season. So. What if this team wins the World Series? And then uh, they're like, okay, well, Dust Baker wants to come back. Uh, so, click. You got to go. Well, I just mm-hmm. won you a World Series. <laughs> I built yeah. you your World <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. If the Astros win a World Series, I think both of them will be back. But um, mm-hmm. I, it's just kind of weird to see. And, guys, you know what? If you can't get the tickets to go to the game during the playoffs, you know what you can do? Go watch it at Hooters. Hooters of NASA is a great place to go watch the game because they have great wings, great brews, and don't forget about the world famous Hooter girls. They'll uh, come uh, watch the game with you. They'll talk to you. And um, my favorite is uh, Three Mile Island. And uh, Brett likes the uh, he likes the honey chipotle. And uh, they when the game's on, they'll just turn off all the other TVs. They'll put the game on and they'll go ahead and put the sound around so you can hear it wherever you're sitting And because they love the Astros just like you love their wings. So whether you're dining in or eating out or whatever you're doing, Hooters has the best uh, food you can eat in Webster. The NASA Hooters just had a 45-person trip to Astros game, which was a blast, and plan to do another one on October 2nd, which is coming up. Uh, go to Astros game with the Hooters girls. Ask GM Rosie why she hasn't worn black socks since October 26, 2005. I have a feeling I know why. Come enjoy Happy Hour, or I should should we say Happy Owl specials, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. So many drink specials. Don't forget about Thursday. Thursday specials uh, with drink specials all day long. So come hang out where the Locked On Astros boys like to hang out and watch the Astros with great grub and Bruce. Ask them what their featured beers are on tap and tell them the boys at Locked On Astros sent you by. I-45 South, exit 528 for great wings and the best service from the world-famous Hooter Girls. And um, if you say that we sent you by, they'll give you a free basket of fried pickles. That is Brett's favorite. And, um, he'll, he'll share a basket with you as well. Oops. I didn't want to bring you back up. I was kept on clicking, clicking. And... No,
1: that's fine. I got interested about the, the fried pickles. I mean, I might just go to Houston and, 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 do that myself. Give me, yeah, I'll do that.
0: Okay. So speaking of, uh, just watching the game, I know that this game was probably, you're probably watching this game. And you're like, okay, we're finally going to win this game where we got two, one lead. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just well, happens.
1: I mean, honestly, I know you're talking a, a, a little, you know, throwing a little shade on, on your own offense, but that's not the way, at least that I, that I view the, the, the Astros. I mean, the, a two, one lead is not safe. Um, I was a little bit surprised about the bullpen management. And I know that's going to be a little bit like Monday night quarterbacking or right. whatever, you know, Hindsight 2020, but you have Jason Adam warming up. You you have Pete Fairbanks. I know there's lefties coming up, but I just do not like throwing a guy out there when he literally was that on that team for the last two years. Like they have the book on him. They know what he has. How many times have the lefties you know, you know. Seen Brooks Raley uh, pitch in a bullpen and and maybe stand in in, in the box for him uh, for warmups and all that stuff. Like I just don't like the idea of putting a guy that's been on that team at least the last two years and you're gonna throw him right. Th- I just I, it doesn't compute to me as that being like yeah well lefty lefty that makes sense. Like I think the other side of like no they know him they've seen him so right. many times that should over. Come any of the, oh, lefty ever against lefty. I would throw Jason Adam. I would throw Pete Fairbanks in those situations and have a one-run lead on those guys than Brooks Raley. Throw, again, again, the lefty-lefty, I could care less. These guys have seen the ball out of Brooks so many times, and it showed that they were just ambushing him. They were just ambushing him, all of them.
0: Right. So uh, yeah, to kind of go off that Brooks Raley uh, playing against the Astros. And if you look at uh, Hunter Brown, his only weakness he kind of showed was when he faced um, Jose Siri, because they were teammates in A, And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he he was like intimidated or he gave in to Siri, but that had to be like, they played together for so long this year. And then all of a sudden you're pitching against them in your third appearance in the big leagues that had to be a little bit, um off off um guard catching you off guard or something so i'm sure that had to be something going on with brooks Raley. hey this is the team i was on for two years this is the team that rejuvenated my career i was just a journeyman Mm -hmm. lefty and dusty baker i was dusty baker's like we even have a do i still oh no i I changed it but i had this graphic that was thoughts by dusty and the thing was uh (laughs) It was like uh, time to bring in Brooks Raley. It's the third <laughs> time to bring in Brooks Raley because Dusty yeah. Baker really loved Brooks Raley. But that's that was his guy. But, yeah, he's having a great season. And, honestly, in that situation, I mean, I understand what you're saying. His uh, The Astros are very familiar with him. But, same time, um, who would have thought that Martin Malonado would have – I mean, Tucker would have hit a home run off of him, lefty off lefty, and then – Uh, Then Martin Malonado had a home run that doesn't happen that often to make it a five to two lead. So um, a lot of things kind of happen. Yeah.
1: And again, like again, I just don't like Brooks really in that situation because of what I said, but let's of of course, like you said, Brooks really has had a really good season. I mean, I think he has a sub two ERA. I'm pretty sure it's like 1.95 or 1.98. I I think his FIP is around two uh, for the season and even in the last, I think, month and a half, uh, his ERA has been around 0. 0.6 or 0. 0.7. So it, it's it's been pretty impressive what he has been doing this year. It's just, again, that situation, the X team, I just feel like that trumps over lefty on lefty, 100%. And,
0: and plus trying to be the third wildcard team.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that whole conspiracy theory, huh? I, I, I got you. I got you in. Okay. Tell Rob about that.
0: Yeah, so um, definitely looking at this, if you had a crystal ball, um, where would you predict the race kind of finishing? Oh, you have one.
1: Oh, yeah, I have this one. Uh, Let's see. Finishing. uh, Again, injuries have decimated this team uh, this this season. Wander Franco, who is going to be the face of MLB in a couple years alongside guys like Ronald Acuna Jr., Vladdy Guerrero. Uh, He has been on the field less than 100 games. Brennan Lau, a guy who can give you 40 home runs and 100 RBIs, he's been on the field even less. Uh, He's on the IL right now. So those are two bats that are... Is Brennan Lau going to come back from the IL before the season ends? I don't know. Is Wander Franco going to be Wander Franco in the next 13 games and then heading into the postseason? There are a lot of question marks on the offense. However, on the pitching side, the pitching side is money. Uh, I know, again... The Astros did not see that money during this season, but I think three games instead of 147 is kind of, you take the 147 game sample size and the race have had just one of the best pitching staffs all all across all MLB, not even just American league, but all MLB the, the bullpen, the, the, the rotation is just nasty is incredible. Can the bats do enough? That's the biggest thing. Now, if the Rays end up being the third wild card and face the Guardians, I feel good about that series. I feel good about that series, um, and I feel good about then playing a Yankee series for seven games. Because now, get 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 that right, or somebody on the chat can chime in. ALDS is still five, or, or did it move it to did they move it to seven, Eric?
0: No, it's still five.
1: Still five. Okay, so they're five game series. It's tough, but it has been done before. And the last time that the Rays met the Yankees on a five-game series, guess what happened? The Rays won in five games, but they won. So this is a rivalry that they they see each other 19 times. And the the series went 11-8. So it was very close. And in, I think, the last, not the last two games, but I think out of the last 10 games, eight of them were decided by two runs or less between the Yankees and the Rays. So, I mean... So that's the path. If you're want, if you a race fan and you want a good path, it's third wildcard spot. You get the Guardians. You beat the Guardians. Then move on to the Yankees, a team you know very well. You get through them. You know them. You've played them very well this whole season. Then you should be able to meet the Astros. But again, just like I've waxed poetically about the Astros, what they do uh, offensively and pitching-wise, I... I don't know if Jeremy Pena is going to be able to hit like Jeremy Pena has when Seattle has never seen the playoffs and they're going wild or Toronto is going wild and can Hunter Brown actually pitch out of the rubber. Like th- those are things like it's not the same Astros team since 2017 that like, oh, they have all the postseason in, uh, you know experience in the world. There are some new guys there. There is some new blood. There's some familiar faces. I'll give you that. But it's that that atmosphere, the Seattle atmosphere. I mean, these guys haven't seen playoffs for 20 years, Eric.
0: Right. Uh, so the Astros starters have the lowest ERA, 3.01, among all the AL rotations. The bullpen ERA is the lowest in all of MLB baseball, 2.70. Uh, they have 17 shutouts this season. Uh, they they lead the, AR, the AL in t- team ERA with 2.90, strikeouts with 13.85, opponents ERA with 2.10, opponents OPS 6.12, whip with 1.09. And how is the Rays pitching staff better than the Astros?
1: I didn't say that it was better. <laughs> it was among the best ones out okay. of 30 MLB teams, among the best. Again, if I could have my <laughs> cake and eat it too, Eric, I would say the ALCS AL- would yeah. be the Astros and the okay. Rays. But it sounds like the yeah. you are very confident on the Astros just going all the way.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, if, if it is this, I mean, let's say that the Rays don't make it to the ALCS. You can Sorry. delete this from your podcast. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's just say if the Rays don't make it all the way to ALCS. Sure. Um, Do you think the Astros have what it takes to get to the World Series and win? A hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent. I mean, this is a loaded team. Pitching wise, like you said, the the uh, the offensive side of of the Astros is intimidating. I I, I don't think there is a team that doesn't utilize their bench as uh, uh, in fewer times than than the Astros. you don't need to. I mean, as long as they're healthy uh i mean you you the, that's my podium my podium is Altuve you got Jordan and then you got Bregman and i'm not even mentioning guys like Peña for example right. it's 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 a tough lineup to to go through and and you got Martin Maldonado but we're not even talking about the additions like Christian Vasquez yeah. we're not talking about Trey Mancini which is nuts that you guys have him and he does look weird in an Astros uniform you guys can sound off on the chat I don't care. He looks weird in an Astros uniform, and this is coming from an AL Easter, okay? He's orange and black, and he just looks weird saying Astros. I'll say that. You guys can kill me on the chat, but he looks weird, Eric.
0: Well, Charlie Morton played for you, right, too?
1: Yeah, three years Yeah, ago. he
0: looked weird playing for you, so boom. Oh, there you go.
1: Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Especially after
0: winning World Series, then signing with you It's like, what the and
1: beating you guys in the
0: ALCS, he was
1: on that staff. Actually, two yeah. years, 2019 and 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that must yeah. have been an odd. Yeah, exactly. All
0: right, so does being swept by the Houston Astros hurt, the, uh, hurt y'all's chances at all? Not really?
1: Not because of where Baltimore is right now. Again, these these a lot of things would have to go wrong for the race, and then a lot of good things would have to happen in Baltimore to even to even matter for this to even matter. I mean honestly, it, it's just getting through the season right now. It would be nice to get to 90 wins. It's always nice to get to to that 90, you know, that A grade kind of season. Uh there's still time. I think there are 13 games left and the Rays have 8 games to get to 90. So they would so they they would have to go 8 and 5, which is not in unimaginable for for the Rays to to do on the contrary, but they are again 4 and 9 in their last 13 so they really have to just turn the page and and just you know okay tough series whatever but you've got you've got 13 games and you've got the Jays for four you 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 got to really do damage here because when the, the Jays are coming for four the the Baltimore Orioles are actually having a four game set against Houston during the same time so if anything, it sucks the 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 race got swept, but it's nice that the Astros are going kind of feeling good about themselves, and they're going to be meet, meeting the, the Baltimore Orioles, and then maybe they can just finish off uh, the Orioles once and for all.
0: Okay, so you want us to just go ahead and just sweep them? That'd be nice.
1: That'd be okay. nice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
0: That would be great. Um, Yeah, Kyle Tucker had a home run. He's at 29 for the season. He was trying to go 30-30, but he's stuck at 22 stolen bases, and I don't know if he's going to be able to get eight stolen bases in the remaining games, and honestly – I don't want him to because that's if he's just going out there trying to steal eight game uh, bags, he's going to get himself hurt. So uh, that's good to see him kind of breaking out, and maybe that would be the signal to the Astros to uh, get a big extension. So uh, Yuli Guriel looked like. uh, he went hitless today. The Mancini went hitless today. But McCormick and Nado got some hits at the bottom of the lineup. But Altuve, a lot of people keep on asking. We don't know anything else than y- what y'all know. We just know that he got hit. He uh, he tried to stay in the game. He got pulled for Mauricio DeBond. And Bond got put in center field. Then you had Hensley go play second base for defensive li- uh, purposes. Mm-hmm. But that's all we know. Dusty Baker said that uh, he was already going to give – I'll the day off on Thursday. So um, that's all we know uh, tomorrow. We're going to play the Astros. I'll let you know. You can go and say who you're going to play tomorrow. The uh, Jays. If-
1: we're going to play the Jays for a four game set.
0: Okay. So tomorrow we're going to be playing the, the, Orioles and it's going to be Verlander who's 17 and three with a 1.78 uh, ERA versus Bradish who's three and seven with a 5.05 ERA. But I do believe he pitched well against the Astros last time he faced them, but I could be thinking of someone else. So this would be interesting matchup. I know the rate, the Orioles have a pretty good young team, a lot yeah. of young players and they have another guy coming up. That's pretty good too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what's going on. So any closing thoughts?
1: No, I mean, it's again, the book is not closed. Yes, it was a sweep, but we get to see you guys in Minute Maid Park. Uh, If I had the chance, I would see you at Hooters and we could watch a game together. But maybe that's for another time. Uh, But always, always fun to talk to you, Eric, and always fun to to see some Astros fan on the chat. Uh, they're having some fun and, and it's good that they participate. Some of them are saying that they at worst They can go two and two in the Baltimore Orioles. You got to step it up guys. Uh, I need, <laughs> I need three victories at least. So in the chat, do a little bit more push ups this weekend and, and get us three dubs. Okay. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> at least you're not a Yankees or a Dodgers fan. Uh, they'll be grilling you right now. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there's too much
1: negativity in the chat. Like Guys, it's it's not the Yankees. It's not <laughs> anybody else. Like, you want us in the ALCS. Like, that's a fun rivalry. The Yankees, you would get very it's not good for your mental health to see the Yankees in an ALCS matchup, you guys. Just letting you know that.
0: <laughs> all right. That's all we got for this special crossover edition of the Locked On Astros and Locked On Rays podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me at Eric Astros. Where can they find you at?
1: Bacon family at Sombrano Ulysses, and of course, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Rays on YouTube. Even if you're an Astros fan, we always got something fun for you.
0: And make sure you subscribe to us on Locked On Astros. We are really, really close to 5,000 subscribers, so go ahead and keep on subscribing to us, and go and subscribe to these guys as well. They do a great job as well. So uh, that's all we got for this special edition of the Locked On Astros podcast. Brett and I will be back tomorrow, and Go Astros!